welcome to Top Shelf Nerds, the show for nerds by nerds about nerds. I am DJ and with me today are Buck and our very special guest, Morally Gray. We have an interesting show for you today, so sit back and enjoy the show. So where shall we start first, Buck? Very good question. <laughs> um, well, during the week I noticed the um, PC Authority Awards online, which has some beautiful pieces of information happening there. Oh, um, for all those nerds that like the tech the same as myself and the professor um yeah it's one of the highlights to look out for some yeah the australian pc awards presented by pc tech pc powerplay and hyper um so gold award best company is my favorite company asus oh bit of a bit of a shameful plug there i'm sorry we're actually we're we're geeking out the other week um Mm. great about um I don't know if you've heard about it. The Asus Tinkerboard. Uh, not the board. I've I've been looking at the the recent bullshit that came out with the the um uh, the CPUs. Uh, not not the CPUs. The GPU. Um, that was it. Was it Nvidia that released that like scared the shit out of its competition? Um, um, God damn it! I'm trying to think off the top of my head here because right. like I was I was talking with one of my friends about this a like last week or no. Yeah, last week. So ah, okay. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Um, well, just a little catch up then. Um, the Tinkerboard is kind of like the Raspberry Pi, but about 100 times better. Mm. So it's a micro board mm. um, and all the stats and benchmarking are just ridiculously fantastic. So, yeah. I imagine um, they're probably selling it for a pretty penny though. Uh, only $100. Wow, for a board. For a board. Um, so it's competitive, competitive pricing in regards to the Raspberry Pi. Mm. And when you look at the total capabilities of it, it's actually quite good. Um, yeah. I'll send you a link later. We, we've got it up somewhere amongst all the podcast stuff. Mm. But yeah, um, best motherboard, Asus. Mm. This, will make every game, yeah. this will make a lot of gamers happy. Mm-hmm. Premium motherboard. Asus Strix. Oh, dude, I love is... Strix. I have a Strix GPU. Swear oh. by it. Holy shit. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, yeah. My God, dude. Um, oh. The professor does as well. He loves them. I I have a I have a 960 GTX Strix uh, 8 gig, and this fucking thing mm-hmm. is actually quite impressive. Its ability to cool itself, like most most GPUs, you could argue that their backplate might not be as necessary as what others are, but this thing is. It's cooling potential is insane. It's it's yeah. quite surprising. I'll be running everything. It never gets over about fifty degrees. It's quite incredible. I um first got involved with Asus with the very first computer I built myself. The main pad in it was an Asus, mm-hmm. and I actually had a special thing there where it actually I could keep track of the temperature of the board because <laughs> it was running an AMD chip yeah. for the CPU, and of course the same as every other gamer and land nut out there. I had it overclocked in a massive way. Mm. And so, yeah, it actually had a little thing that I could have in the, the bottom right-hand corner for when I was going to be punishing it as hard as I could and could actually keep track of the temperature of what was happening. So, yeah, unfortunately, the Strix doesn't appear to have been a finalist in the GPUs, though. Hmm. Um, that the is Gigabyte surprising and also Aorus, Sorry? The Gigabyte... Aorus mm. um, came in first. The Asus Dual Series GeForce was one of the finalists. So, mm. yeah. 
Oh, hang on. No, sorry. Best OEM performance streaks. Mm. So we'll have the, the link up there so everyone can have a bit of a read through. Oh. When you decide you want to build a, a, a new PC or upgrade what you've got. Yes. Western Digital. <laughs> sorry, I'm just geeking out here some of the stats. I've been, <laughs> meaning, I've been meaning to rebuild my rig. I've actually got all the parts to rebuild everything. It's just sitting on the table over there. And every time I say I'm going to do it, I just like turn the computer on and go back to whatever the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I, I never like actually get around to doing it because I, I actually have a big problem. I'm restricted to like, um, I'm restricted to one RAM slot because there's been like a big fuck up with whatever my, my dual channel RAM is doing. So I can only run one channel, unfortunately. It's, it's clearly something wrong with the board. It works fine. Just put another RAM in there of any sort, even if it's designed to work together. Uh, it, it'll just blue screen. Well, not blue screen. It won't technically start. It won't get past BIOS beeps, which is really annoying. Okay. Mm. There are some. There are some really. I think it's predictable though. Some of the award win. Some of the award winners. Like I'm looking at the. Yeah. Some. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm actually happy that Apple have made it as a finalist for some of the bits and pe- some of the categories, but they're not a winner in any of them. <laughs> That's not surprising. <laughs> Apple. Apple's. Apple's are great if you're doing video and sound editing. Beyond that, get a get a Windows. Nah, I wouldn't even then because you've got better programs that you can true, get. True, true, but I mean... Yeah. And when you start looking at the computing power and the full ability of a full-blown IBM Compat system mm. running... Well, you got the Intel i9 now has an 18-core chip CPU. Mm. So, yeah, if that if that thing hums along the way it's supposed to with all, and you have a dual-slot gpu when you have your ram which i was looking at a system earlier on the line about something someone built a system with um, 128 gig of ram so i don't know why they need that amount of ram but i'm just thinking you're definitely never going to have any trouble maybe maybe they're building a server farm who the fuck knows (laughs) i don't know what it was it was it was a gaming pc setup he was setting like yeah it was a guy i used to do land sessions with and yeah, his systems are always insanely open hmm. so whoo best oem desktop pc asus republica gamers way to represent <laughs> you must really love asus a lot oh yeah ah just the value for money um them and msi are the two main lines that i love the most just because you get you get good value and performance for your money and they're just constant and reliable whereas dell you you pay a ton of cash and it's ugly clunky not a fan i'm looking at the uh, couple of the uh, best get they even got the best game award in there that's <laughs> uh, uh, the reason why that's the reason why it's like it's it's the award ceremony to try and get, catch hold of every year because of the simple fact that it does cover pretty much everything to do about it. Looking at some of the best monitors, best keyboards. Yep. Man, this Razer's, Razer's got a couple awards and Corsair as well. Yeah. The yeah. thing I, I'm loving at the moment, the most with all of this though, is Asus is constantly up there. So with keyboards, gaming mouse, systems, components, they even they actually won the best monitor. They actually beat the new Samsung 49 in. 49 so, in. Fucking Christ! <laughs> what was it's it? It's like? a thirty. The, 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 the Samsung, 
49 inch is a 32 to 9 ratio curved gaming monitor so it's almost like two monitors side by side on one pedestal it's a fucking power supply in itself holy shit um yeah just have to watch our language there otherwise we'll break our pg rating oh dear <laughs> all right um okay so to move on yeah if you're if you're ready to move on yeah, yeah. um so uh, in relation with PC stuff, um, recently news news is out that Fortnite is now bigger than Minecraft on YouTube. So it has racked up 2.4 billion YouTube views in February, eclipsing <laughs> Minecraft for the first time. Yeah, uh, but it's that's just the, the YouTube view. Who's actually playing the game? My, mm. Minecraft has got a, a massive following with in the in actual being played that are probably smash Fortnite. I don't know, like a lot. I I think I agree with you there. Like like Rooster Teeth, for example, with their achievement with uh, achievement hunter and their Minecraft adventures, they're watched that huge number. It has a huge following. Fortnite, I, I agree with you there. There's the thing with um, Minecraft is you got people from all ages playing it. So you, like you got. Little kids like my my nephew and nieces are playing Minecraft at the age of five and six through to I think I saw someone that on one of the YouTube videos once that was in their seventies or eighties. It was a retired engineer who was building absolutely insane landscapes and so forth in creative mode just because he had he was bored and he had nothing. Else. So oh. I mean, like this guy was building maps that were like three dimensional portraits then of um the mona lisa and stuff like that i have to say finding just had nothing else to do so he played minecraft but what what makes fortnite addictive like why is it i know minecraft has the addictive part of you can build stuff and have fun it's addictive about fortnite Fortnite's just PUBG. it's in, in essence yeah it's the battle royale thing everyone's really getting into that nowadays yeah, honestly i don't know um never played it haven't really actually watched any of it either, but all I've known from from Fortnite is that um, news news companies are all saying, "Oh, this is the very most addictive game. It might it might be harmful to your children." It's, it's, it's just usual. Use me to go and think about the children. Yeah, just a bunch of blowhards just <laughs> loving the sound of their own voice, being painful and idiotic, and not actually basing it on any reality or reason. Mm, yes, we and have we... seen a recent wave of that, haven't we? Recent, <laughs> Mate, that, that <laughs> another thing, wave. That that thing is as constant as tax yep. and politicians' yes, stupidity. Yep. And if uh, we had a rant about that the other week, where we better just stop now because I will start going off. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, it was it was a pay, it was a long and but yeah um but with Fortnite so Fortnite versus PUBG. Like in mechanics themselves, they're the same, aren't they? Um, I, mm. I haven't played the game, so as as I said, so I can't really comment. I got a friend who plays PUBG. I don't know if he plays Fortnite, um, but he plays a number of different games. He's also doing developing graphic sort of stuff. So yeah, he, he he's an insane gamer. He loves playing games. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much Twitch. I wonder how much Twitch views. Those two games, the Minecraft and Fortnite. Have. Uh, you mean how many Twitch views? Yeah, how many Twitch views? We yeah. do this show in English. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry, folks. He's supposed to have a degree from a university, but I keep telling him <laughs> he should ask for a refund. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, but the, like I said, Fortnite will will this surpass PUBG in the long, in terms of 
I don't know. It hasn't been invented yet. It'll happen though. Has it will Domino's surpass, I don't know, McDonald's as the number one junk food of killing people in the planet. I don't know. <laughs> you, know you got more ridiculous questions to ask? <laughs> nah, no. You sure? Uh, uh-huh. Anyways, uh, moving on. So you've posted this up, Buck. Ah. You love this. This is, this is going back to when gaming was fun. This is something that people will who are old school gamers and will love the retro graphics. Will... How old school are you talking? Not, well, I could really go really old school. Mm. But just going back to the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Ah. So not not going way, way, way back to before the Commodore 64. And that. Um, Chrono Trigger has released an update with graphics on going where you can play it on with the old school graphics from the Super Nintendo system. Been some glitches, but they're addressing it and slowly bringing patches in to fix all the issues. With the first one, I think, is coming in next month or this month. Um, first patch is due out uh, half first half of this month, apparently. So, yeah, they're trying to make sure that they do it properly and allow people to play Chrono Trigger back in the old school style with the platform graphics and the, yeah, just the, 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 the pure love. Um, there should be a link there if you want to have a look at it there, Gray. So what actually is Chrono Trigger? Because I never, I've never played this. I've never even heard of this particular game. Um, it's, I played it is a few RPS times. turn-based? No, no, it's more of a RPG shooter platform. Hmm, okay. Um, yeah, it's you've you've got a spaceship that flies along and you shoot and other different things it changes in different areas. Um, yeah, but just the the graphics and so forth, just that old school graphics of the clunkiness and hmm, okay. it's it, it's a it's a proper old school look to the game. This was hmm. one of the really popular games back in the day. It was, although I, mean, I do have to say, um, PC gamer needs to get someone who actually knows how to spell <laughs> reading their article i was quite upset to find them I'm trying to say that this put a bread a damper is a bread pc game pc gamer damper is a bread you mix flour water and salt and cook it <laughs> yeah, that is a damper if you want to put a dampener on things you need to put an en fraser mm. brown you're a moron sorry folks i'm i'm just in a grumpy mood with anyone who's going to be doing stupidity <laughs> i've got plenty of it if you like social justice stuff, mate, I got, I got, I got a lot for you. No, no. DK so. tries being social justice stuff up with me all the time, and I just, <laughs> I destroy I can, him over that. No, I can no. talk to you about Amnesty no. International. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind the idea of what Amnesty International stands for. Mm. I just don't stand. You'll, you'll hate this involved. particular one. Let's just not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, I, I, put it this way. Did you, did you hear the cringe and running of DJ running, to, heading towards a bombshell? <laughs> I, I, I start going nuclear when people start bringing up social justice. Excellent. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm about six foot four, six foot five, and mm-hmm. look, look like a brown bear. Oh. Don't I, the... I have 
I, I have a heritage that is Anglo-Saxon, Nordic, Irish background as well. So I, I'm, I'm when, when I get angry, I tend to go silent. That's when it's bad. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's ask, good. ask DJ. He's oh, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's just say I know I've been there and done it. <laughs> I've been there and done it. And he's not going back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on, guys? Yeah, sure. So this next one, it talks about, um, so Mark Hamill has recently said he's absolutely okay with young Luke Skywalker being digitally recreated for future Star Wars movies. Cool. Well, he'll probably be getting paid a little bit for it anyway because he's in. Yeah. So of course he's not going to mind. He's making money out of it. Yeah, I agree mm. with I agree with you there. But it's just the whole like whatever happened to the um replacing the character entirely. Like in um this is what? Star Wars. You don't, don't mess with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, you can. Sure you can mess with it. You've seen seven and eight. Pretty sure they did a yeah. number on it. Oh, they, Pretty they, sure I like the prequels better. Yeah, uh, but still they've they haven't changed like a lot of it's still it's enjoyable and it's Fitting in with the Star Wars. Yes, it is. Sure? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I'm sure I enjoyed it. And yeah, like it, there's a lot of people who whinge. Most of those who are whinging are actually... Oh, wow. I don't the, know, man. I stood on it, was, it on just a simple consistency path. It's poorly written. Ah, uh, I, I agree with the, last, the fact last, that they have, last few movies. They've stuffed up a lot of They've cannon spire arcing in space as if it's affected by gravity. That was a big one for me. Well... There is gravitational forces affecting things in space. Yeah, but it's operating like it's actually on a planetary body. They were they well, were firing basically high angle at that point. Like that yeah, was ridiculous. You got gravitational pull affecting out from planets and depending on the size of the planet and other things like that. Um, Plus, their weapons are blasters. They're not actual physical weaponry. Yeah, but in Clone Wars they were physical weaponry, but in but DC, even even still, light is affected by gravitational forces. Yeah, uh, that's how they I, 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 yeah. black are, so. In in this case, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, to, it's a little bit stupid. See, three PO's red arm—that wasn't in there as well for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, they they seem to forget that it was it was I like know. a big thing that he's like, "Hey, see my red arm in the seventh film," and then it's just gone in the eighth. Well, he got it repaired. Yeah. I'm sure, he was around. <laughs> um, yeah, but and, the and... military incompetence of both sides, but nevertheless. <laughs> Well, military, it's, and probably based on the American. The, the country that brought you friendly fire as a term. Yeah. yeah. They shot each other enough that they actually had to come up with a term for shooting themselves. Mm. Nobody else in the world is that good at killing their own people. Oh, I don't know. The communists are pretty good at it. No, no, no. That's just mass murder. Oh, okay. We're talking about soldiers on the front line mm. fighting. Are that well, pathetic? No, but even with then the, the communists are, are still pretty good at it. Because yeah, no, no, that and... was yeah, but that that's that was the Russians in World War Two with some of this. But I mean, like the Americans, it's not just with that. Like they um, had a a ship's captain who had been given the time for bombarding in the for the landing in World War Two for D Day, and there was something changed, and so he was going to have to be put back. It was going to have to be put back half an hour or something, or move forward half an hour. I can't remember details. No, he wasn't changing because he hadn't been given the correct orders from the correct person with the correct code word. So he fired on the same time. He actually killed half a lot of the people from off of his own off of the Americans that were actually attempting to. <laughs> okay. So you got a captain of a ship giving the orders of when to fire, and everyone else on the ship just 
okay, yeah, look, we've been we've heard all the, the orders there, but he's not following it. We're following him. We're shooting our own people, even though we can see them. Hmm. <laughs> so oh. I'm sorry, but that that is institutionalized stupidity. Hmm. Oh, but there uh, also. But then I will say though, you know how you're saying don't mess with Star Wars. Well, I was reading um, a couple of articles that were don't saying you, that. Don't you bring up the thing you was talking to me about the other day? <laughs> oh, okay. I will. I will reach through the internet and choke you out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, okay, yeah, fair. Uh, nah, man. You, you, the, even the person who you said was suggested to be involved said no, they don't. Want and everyone else involved with it. Uh, uh, I know. Okay, I agree with you there. I agree with you. I won't touch it. <laughs> I won't yeah. touch it. Anyone, but... who, anyone who wants to find out what that is, I suppose we'll have to enlighten. Um, <laughs> there was a, there's apparently a group of morons who have started a petition to have somebody replace Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Okay. And apparently it's, it's a growing force that's to be noticed because they're apparently... What was it you said they're up to, DJ? 10,600 people? Yeah, 10,600. Uh, do you want me to reveal the identity of the of, of the mystery person that was supposed to replace Carrie Fisher? What? No, who they were asking to replace yeah. Carrie Yeah. Not who, who was supposed to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, who, uh, who they were asking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Meryl Streep. The, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my what? reaction was actually more violent than that. But even she has said no. But you can't replace her. That's that's the inherent problem of having her survive the 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 eighth film. She should have died. She that's should not th- have actually survived. That you can't replace Carrie Fisher. That's the thing. They want to replace like some our fan wrote a petition saying, "Yeah, we want to replace uh, Carrie Fisher with Meryl um, with Meryl Streep in the in the next Star Wars film." I was like, how? I vote we start a petition that the idiot who started the petition be sent for a psychosis. Like they were so basically. I, I I told you, DJ. Like even even Gray turned around and said, "Yeah, nah, look, nah." He he he, he even he was flabbergasted at the idea from the sounds of when you. What? Oh, you didn't say Gray. I was just gonna bitch more about how you can't replace Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I I, I I I bitched at him for about an hour and a half when he first suggested it to me. Oh, yeah. Such a dumb, so many levels. I wish it yeah. wasn't such a train wreck. This is one of the moments where it's like, I wish I had a time machine, go back, take the first, just take those two and just be like, look, cunt, whoops, you, you, you screwed this up. You really screwed this up. Like, come uh, on. I think um, George Lucas is regretting selling it to Disney because since Disney involved, there's a lot of stupidity. Yes. Yeah. Clone Wars was good. Rebels was eh. Um, yeah, but that was still. That was actually still out of Lucas Arts. That his mm. his people were still running it. It wasn't Disney. Disney mm-hmm. took over with Number Seven. Mm, okay. And and all the fiascos with EA. Holy crap! They um, ru- they ruined bloody Battlefront, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, we, we've actually discussed them. We've, this is what our podcast. We've discussed about loot box stupidity of EA. More it's not even just loot boxes. Like the very core concept of Battlefront has been removed. It's not. It's not yeah. Battlefront. It really isn't. And it's not even Star Wars anymore. Really. No, not really. It's something else. It's they're trying to make it a mashup of Star Wars, Call of Duty, and a number of other games. They're failing. Yeah, they're failing because the game doesn't have an identity, and the only identity that it's known for is extracting money from you in the most exploitative ways. Yeah, and that's just every game coming out EA at the well, moment. Well, well, most yeah, of the games. pretty much. 
But yeah, let's move on because we are getting too. <laughs> All right. So the next topic. Oh, this is good actually. I like this discussion with the Star Wars fans. This is a good discussion. But uh, the next topic is about how um, the directors for the new Avengers movie have now released an open statement about spoilers, saying, "Okay, guys, don't spoil this movie in the next coming months." They did it through Twitter. Yeah, but that makes sense. They they they're also the sort of idiots that they go and do spoilers against other movies about movies themselves. They just don't want it done on there. But they're going to have publicity people who go and spoil other movies. So I'm sorry, but But I'm I'm giving you the Hawaiian good luck sign here. (laughs) Here's the thing, though: like it's going to be spoiled eventually by someone. Like they'll they'll take a mobile phone on during premiere night and just put and just tape it all on the phone and post it up on the torrents. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to post up the whole storyline as much as I can if I watch it, <laughs> just because of the fact that it's Marvel and I want to make them look like fools. And they've actually said, please don't spoil it. You've already spoiled it yourself. You're Marvel. Mm. Bunch right. of rainbow-loving unicorn-riding hippies. <laughs> there, there he goes with the, with the Marvel bashing. It's not Marvel bashing. I'm just pointing out a fact. <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. It, there, there were some moments in Marvel where you go, "What have you done, Marvel? What have you done?" Pretty much every time there's a new release. Apparently, they killed off Bruce Banner, but now apparently he's been brought back to life. They keep messing with every character, going from one day to the next. Yeah, they they've got more ide- fluid identities in Marvel than you do in a gay march of Pride. Like, like, see, the problem with Marvel now is, oh, it, it's just, be- yeah, they're, they're hippies and they're just trying to bring like the whole, oh yeah, we're trying to um put in social justice in the comic book industry now, which is failing, and it's failing badly, like with. Yeah, there will be a comic skate. I mean, the the bullshit with the um, oh my god, I can't help it. It's who I am. Um, <laughs> the 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 reality of um all the the child abuse sort of elements that's going on within the the magic community is just terrifying so but, yeah but then again you've also got that going on with politicians where there was a pedophile ring recently found somewhere involving politicians once again hmm. saw the news the other day so you can't blame comics for that that's like blaming computer games for violence there's actually research that shows that computer games aren't the cause of violence. No, but you can blame the companies for not taking action, which will directly affect the comics. But then again, they're not. They they they're just as like be more likely to get traction on by blaming Playboy and corrupting mm. the youth. Where where was all of that back in the day when before it existed? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And there, were, there was all this sexual deviance. Thing. Information age changes things. They just they just blame everything and actually look at what the cause of the problem is. Uh, I th- it's, it's just basically they're trying to avoid the whole personal responsibility. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. They've got to accept their own 
taking responsibility for their own actions and get up off it and start doing something. Which they won't do. <laughs> well, we know that, but yeah, punch them all wrong. Uh, uh, but with uh, Marvel, I, yeah, you're right. It has turned into it has turned into land. Uh, it, it's I, I, but I hope the movie industry doesn't go that way. No, it, it, it is. It is? Well, you look at the number of movies coming out for Marvel compared to DC. DC's still the reigning champ on American graphic novels, comic books, although, and the people that are their only competition aren't Marvel anymore. It's the other graphic novels that are doing, like groups that are doing like Hack Slash and so forth. Um, yeah, that that that's the market. People want dark and gritty. They don't want rainbows and unicorns. Ah, oh. an hour ago. <laughs> oh man, imagine the next Thor movie. <laughs> Be coming out with uh, uh, pink bob cut and spandex and high heels. <laughs> and um, I'm I'm looking fabulous. So don't you mess up my hair. Oh, oh okay. So moving on from that topic. So. Buck, you have the you have this one. This is the new Porsche. Ooh, yeah. Uh, well, I I introduced the topic. I haven't got the car. I wish I did. <laughs> this is this is actually looking marvelous. Um, Tesla is going to be getting some serious competition. We have the new Porsche electric car. They've got um, a couple of them that are coming out, and production's expected to have cars actually being sold in the market next year just looking on porsche's website at the new electric mission e cuv um, and they've also got a uh, coupe sort of style four door where the rear doors open suicide style and 100 percent electric uh, the stats for it are it's apparently supposed to be able to get 500 600 kilometers and you can charge it in under half an hour or something so yeah, and they're also looking at providing home solar power charging material so you can set it up on your house, whether it's on the garage door or whatever, so that you can actually charge your car for free. Oh, the concept of electric cars, it's still got, it's it's, it's still on the trial phase. Are people, no. still, are people are still skeptical, like, how am I going to charge my car if I'm um, stuck in traffic kind of thing? No, because countries such as... Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Germany, even France and Spain too, <laughs> as well. Um, they're actually, a lot of the shopping centres are actually providing electric-only parking spaces where they have recharge points with solar power charging and so forth. They're embracing alternative energy. I wish we were. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we've got too many politicians following the American system rather than representing mm. that, being intelligent. Yes, well... Unfortunate, uh, but oh well. There's, there's actually a couple of shopping centers in, I can't remember if it was Norway or Denmark. One of them, um, they've got shopping centers where they've got the, you know, you, look, you go to a shopping center, they've got the, the, size, the shade cells over the top of the parking. Yep. They've actually got those so that they're actually solar panel. Hmm. So you got an, you got an entire car park where all the cover to go over the top of it is actually solar panel. And it provides electricity to run the shopping for the shopping center, charging electric cars, and also putting back into the grid. Um, they've got road road surfaces in Denmark that are actually solar panel like solar panels that provide all the power for running the streetlights um, and pumping back into the grid. 
for other for areas around where highways and so forth are. And they're capable of having a truck drive on the back. Hmm. Do we have that here? That's the thing that bugs me, like how all these European ideas are so good and we tr- when we try it here, in a, when we try no, it in other countries, not, it doesn't We're not trying work it here. here. It would work here. It would work fabulously. It's just, yeah, the politicians are not embracing an alternative energy. They're oh, too, so... too invested in coal. Coal, coal and oil rather mm-hmm. than, hey, you know what, we could be running with uh, alternative energy sources such as wind, solar. They're, 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 there's even tidal flow generators. That mm, you can wave generation. Powering up the entire eastern seaboard and it would be at basically no cost to the consumer. Like if you want to charge them anything, charge them, it would only be like a dollar a month to have access and that is purely to generate enough money to replace parts and services required. And the efficiency of it on the tidal wave generation alone is more than enough to power the entire eastern seaboard of Australia. And we'll still have a surplus. We could sell electricity in New Zealand. if we. How about nuclear power, though? No. No. Dirty. No. There's plenty of clean alternative out there with tidal flow generation, wind, and solar. Like, they, they, you don't need to go and mess with all these. Mm. Like... <sighs> Even India is smarter than we are. By law, in India, if you are a supplier to that is putting power electricity into the grid, you have to be investing a certain percentage or something into alternative energy, whether it's wind or solar, whatever. So a percentage of your profits are to go to R&D in that field and also into developing infrastructure around alternative is coal mm. i think china like, is also following that similar yeah and india's got plastic road they're they're recycling plastic to make road surface and yet we're still using bitumen i wonder, an, an oil I wonder though how useful a plastic surface would be i mean i, I don't know because how how recyclable could it be in regards to bitumen because bitumen you can just heat the bastard up oh my god you can just heat it That's... up and then yeah, but, recycle it quite easily. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Um, bitumen, it's heated up, it's laid. After it, that's it. It's mm. it has to be crushed up, and yeah, it becomes a, a it's a deadly byproduct afterwards. But mm. oil and plastic, like a lot of plastic, are originally an oil derivative. There's others out there now that are used for food that aren't, but the chemical structures are still essentially the same. So yeah, plastic has got a because I'd be a little concerned they, they, about, they talk about it having a half life of hundreds of years or thousands of years. It's almost like nuclear waste. It, it's just I'd be a little bit concerned about plastic's ability to generate traction in the same way that bitumen does. Be a little bit concerned about that. Well, yeah, I, I know I haven't looked into all the statistics of it, but I know that with plastic you can have it so that you've got a rough surface exactly the same. Also, the uh, the strength of the or the quality of the plastic as well to stand up to high traffic. Like for a highway, you're going to need something that's really quite you know um, abrasion resistant, and I'm not sure if plastic would mm. be appropriate for that. Well, they're doing it in India, so we can look at how mm. they're, they're going. And if India's mm. giving it a go, like they've got some horrendous roads there, <laughs> but they're start like. They're actually trying to move towards something that's more suitable for the future. Mm. Uh, like they've got the the Virgin 
um, super train program we'll talk about in one of the podcasts the other week where they're, they're, they're actually getting a super train as a maglev system mm. that's being built to transport people quicker and more safely they're in that they made it so by law they have to embrace alternative energy india's moving into the future we're sitting here twiddling our thumb and falling behind and looking mm. so is china as well china's moving forward in a massive way mm. like, especially away from coal because they know what that does to their environment, so they're trying to get rid of that as quickly as they can. Yeah. yeah. So can, can we have politicians please, please wake up and yeah. moving forward? So electric cars aren't a thing that's not being embraced. Alternative energy is the way we're going in the future. We've got to find an alternative to, to internal combustion engine for cars because oil's running out. It's not an infinite supply. There's yeah. a finite amount and going to run out in the near future well uh, yes I, well i don't know about the near future we do have quite a significant amount of oil reserves lying around but that's not like i mean yeah you could argue it's a finite resource which it is but realistically we should get off of it for a lot of other reasons than just it's you know yeah well yeah, yeah. There's, there's lots of other things to it but just purely on an economical point of view which is the only thing the politicians seem to listen to it's going <laughs> to yeah, run out yeah they, they listen to who pays them most of the time. Right, which, unfortunately, at the moment, is in coal company. <laughs> it, I think it's all, I think that that's, that's why we're seeing like high oil prices, just the inevitability that oil is going to run out. So, yes, we have to, we have to bu- pump up the prices. And, well, and no, so- let's just find alternatives, such as the electric car, like Porsche, yeah. Audi, Tesla. Um, Tesla by B- itself is BYD. already pretty good. It, well, and BYD or oh, Audi's had electric cars going back over a decade now, hmm. and I mean, one hundred percent, they had the e-tron was a concept car that they released fifteen years ago, and they've had that operating. Toyotas had purely electric cars been there. Um, transport and logistics have been using electric electric vehicles for decades with electric forklifts and electric carts. Um, just the rest of the world needs to catch up. Hmm. Like the, the the technology is there. Um, the viability of it is only improving more and more as people start to go with it. And it's hair. It's not not a fly-by-night pipe dream that's just smoke and mirrors. It's, yeah, like Porsche's releasing electric cars. Porsche, one of the oldest car companies around and one of the most respected, is stepping up the game. I think hopefully more cars can't run the electric. Oh, we will. We kind of have to. We don't really have a, a saying. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, Rolls Royce Bentley releasing electric cars. Mm. That'll be that, that's that's going to be the the scary thing. Rolls Royce and Bentley have got cars that run very quietly to start with, and when they're electric, dead quiet. And the amount of power that the engine produces, purely enough, the way that those guys operate, it's always it's it's got the looks, but it's always got. All right, should we move on. No. <laughs> All right. I don't, uh... I don't want to. I want to stay here. <laughs> you want to see? All right, we'll move. All right. Uh, okay, so I'll throw, what have we, got? we got now? Sword Art Online. Releasing, releasing... a season three. Oh, this will... oh, Hey, season... just because you're a sookie lad who just didn't enjoy nobody else. Apparently there's enough people who do enjoy it that they've released a season three. Season... I have my... Gr- okay, I have my grievances on that. I, I... This was one... Of... This series great in a sense. It brought VR into anime and made it good, really good. It just inspired like a lot of VR machines that we're seeing now, like the Oculus Rift, the Sony PlayStation. 
Well, actually, no, a lot of those go back to like Lawnmower Man and so forth. And these are, and Sword Art Online isn't VR, it's AR. It's an alternate reality in, mm. in when you look at it, to be honest, because you're not physically moving yourself around with stuff where you're doing it. It's purely your consciousness has been transported somewhere else. I will say this though, season one, first half of season one, great. Second half of season one, not so great. Oh. And then season two, I've heard like a lot of people, I haven't seen that season two to be honest, but. Eh, well, then you I've, can't comment. I know I can't comment, but I've heard people say like. It, yeah, but then again, you've heard people comment. You start, like, <laughs> you start realizing how stupid you are to just rely on other people instead of getting up and going out and things out for you. That's, sorry, Gray. That's one of mm-hmm. one of the arguments DJ and I. Oh, but the critics say this, and all these people are saying this. If you actually go look at you, yeah, you should really do your own research in that regard. <laughs> but that, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Crit- listening, to, I think critics nowadays have just it's a dying art. Would you, would you say? No, no. There's there's more and more of them popping up. The the talent of being a good critic is a dying art. But there's yeah. With social media and everything, you got every man and his dog out there popping up. I am a critic on this. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the reality is, they're pompous windbag with their head shoved into an orifice. It's not supposed to fit into, but it does. Well, I mean, it's it's so easy to be a critic this day that you don't actually need any skill. And with the information age, anyone can be. So, it's a fair assessment to say that the the character or the, the 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 idea of a critic is dead, but criticism in general isn't by any means. Mm. So, you used to actually yeah. have to study to be a critic. <laughs> you used to have to study to be a journalist, but now you can just get a, gro- a GoPro in your suite. Yeah, well, let's not discuss that. I've got, <laughs> I've, 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 got friends, I've got friends at uni that are studying journalism. Are they? Why? Um, <laughs> not sure exactly. Well, one of them I know... She wants to get into fashion and like okay. in the advertising side of fashion. So she's looking at fashion media. So she's actually going to journalism units. Has she considered she wants starting to be a YouTube? I don't know. She's <laughs> actually quite attractive. She probably could get away with that. Probably. But, um, yeah. She wants to actually make sure she actually has an understanding of the details of what she's talking about rather than just be another talking head that would be painful. Hmm. So I gotta res- you, you gotta respect the fact that she actually wants to do things she achieves. Well, that's certainly true. So and then I've got others I've got a project or two that I'm working on. I wanna diss them all out too bad. I wait <laughs> wait until we we'll get certain things happening. Oh, but with Sword Art Online, I think yeah, I, I I wonder how the critics Who cares? Go watch it yourself and make up your own mind. Don't let other people make your decisions for you. Be a person, not a sheeple. So should we do the shout outs, um, Buck? Yeah, um, sad news this week. Um, Deborah Carrington died. Um, for those who are scratching their heads and going, Deborah Carrington, she is one of those actresses that we all know and love. Probably don't necessarily know a name though. She was the midget Thumbelina. I actually called her a midget, but she was Thumbelina in 1990s Total Recall, the little blonde prostitute character. Um, she was also um, in Child's Play in the series. Um, she was in Titanic. She even appeared in Star Wars: Return of the Jedi as an Ewok. And I think she and like she's been around in so many different bits and pieces. She's just there, but unfortunately, she died on March twenty three 
at the age of 58. Hmm. So sad way, like sad, sad man. Uh, well, we, we gotta gotta pay respect to the people that have passed. Yeah, and she's one of those ones. Out, out, of, out of interest, going back slightly, real quick. I'm just browsing through my uh, Twitter, and Greenpeace has announced that South Australia has hit 50% renewable energy eight years ahead of its plan. Apparently, well done, South Australia. Yeah, no right. Nice. They're always been accused of being a backward state, but they're out there in front. But they Sorry. don't really, they don't actually have many, much in the way of coal mines down there, do they? Yeah, they're not in the Northern Territory. Hmm. Well, Queensland and Western Australia are the main coal mines. Um, Northern Territory hmm. is nuclear, yeah, there, uranium there is... and so forth. Yeah. Mm, okay. Isn't Uluru, I think, is it Uluru or Uluru somewhere else? more of uranium. Yeah, there's a dump, um, is it? Well, it's not Uluru, it's Arnhem Land. Ah, yeah. Uluru is yeah. the rock. Yeah. Arnhem Land is the massive wetland area where they want to mine the uranium, but the indigenous communities are saying, no, hands off our land. They've got some mining happening, but it's in a very controlled, which helps to raise the price of uranium. Yeah, I heard they were going to do do a dump site. Oh, heck no. Um, The the mere suggestion would see a massive uprising. It was either either Arnhem or I think it was somewhere in, in Victoria. Those were the two choices for a dump site nuclear waste. Well, nobody really noticed in Victoria just so many people. Well, there's people leaving Victoria already anyway. Cause it's a bit of a but Arnhem Land, no, you, it's it's a World Heritage listed area. Yeah, it's it, it is. You just can't do it. It's not happening. I'm sorry. It is a World Heritage listed area. It's a massive. Yeah, you you would you, you got better luck at getting a politician to give you back money. Oh, um, bring on. Happy, of- happy birthday to 2001 Aspodacy. Fifty year. It's now fifty years old. The what the the movie that's famous for every Simpsons related spoof, like the uh, Homer sleeping on the monolith, the intro music. The in- for which? The uh, no, the two thousand one, the Odyssey, the da, da, da. Mm-hmm. yeah, that I need to find that. But that was a, I need to find out. Um, it was the real name of the song is also Sprach Zara. Sustra, composed in 1896 by Richard Strauss. See, that's the one, see, that movie alone is responsible for that song. Well, no, no, no. The song was epic before that, but the opening scene with the monkeys or the cavemen doing, coming in in time with the timpanies and so forth has become a cult icon in a massive. And it, it, hey, it's also, it gave us how. The, the artificial intelligent computer you had to be careful of because it was corrupted and it was killing you off. That was a scary Kubrick. <laughs> I've actually got a copy of it. I've got, got it on DVD and I've watched. It's one of those ones I sit there, put the TV on, have all the curtains closed over so it's on dark, jam the doors closed with something so nobody interrupts me. And in- no, oh, this is, would you say this is one of Kubrick's best works? Oh, uh, Kubrick has got so many great movies. He's he's like Del Toro. He's had so many great pieces. He doesn't allow other people to dictate how he's supposed to do things and what he's going to achieve. He does it, and other people go, "Damn!" and they start to copy. He he he's he's a trendsetter, the same as Del Toro with yeah. the the dark science fiction slash horror, like he's done with Pan's Labyrinth, The Shape of Water are the best examples of that. With he's 
piece starting up and uh, and almost completely different the genre oh yeah that yeah. and recently um recently made a deal with fox searchlight about make, making a, a deal for making genres in that in that studio so he's gonna have a lot of fun with that studio oh, make, not yeah. studio studio is a big end but um yeah with, with kubrick yeah i agree with you there kubrick has yeah he's him and del toro together they're master they're master oh yeah well, I will say this, Doug. Uh, besides 2001, what was your other favorite? Co- Are you asking me or Greg? Both. I, I don't have any. I don't know. I don't even know apart from that that he's done. So, yeah. Well, there is Clockwork Orange. Yeah. I, I, I have to. Really it, it, it wasn't. He, he did well with it, but it, it's just one of those I really I, I get uncomfortable watching, which I have to give him. He, he's achieved what he wanted. He wanted to make sure people were uncomfortable. Um, when you look through his filmography, like, He's got some of the biggest movies of all time, like The Clockwork Orange, The Shining, oh, Eyes Wide, Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Full Metal Jacket, Doctor Strange Love, Lolita. He almost went to jail over that. Um, Barry Lyndon. It's a movie that not a lot of people will have seen, but it's actually worth a watch. Spartacus, which TV very night. And when I say Spartacus, I mean this is the original 1960 version with Kirk Douglas. Yeah. When he actually had colour in his hair, and it was mm. in full melodramatic detail, oh, nice. um, like the list goes on. Like his full filmography, amazing. Um, he actually even did a movie. He he did artificial AI, artificial intelligence. So yeah, going from back in the fifties through to two thousand and or later. Uh, 2001 is the last movie I can see that he's apparently made on the list. Yeah. He was the producer and writer for that movie, director. Spiel- yeah, Spielberg was the director. Yeah, but even Spielberg, sitting back and paying attention to what Kubrick is saying, and Spielberg's one of the great directors as well. Here's, here's a movie that we got to give him credit for, The Flying Padre, which is actually an Australian thing. I'm not sure if... Yeah. Um, Flying Padre is a thing where... Ministers fly around in the outback Australia to remote cat stations and so forth to see people and say how you're going and minister to them. And I think it was in Africa they had one point as well. But yeah, he actually made a movie in 1951, a black and white short film, The Flying Padre. Mm. Um, Right. Uh, For me, though, it's getting a bit late. I'm starving. Going to go make some food and whatnot. All right. See you, Gray. Nice talking to you. Yeah, no, it was good being here. Cool. I'm hungry. See you guys. Take See ya. Take care. And well, we've got one final shout out before the end of the show. Um, coming up in the next, just make sure I get the date here. Um, so, so Nicholas Winton was born on the 19th of May in 1909. Now, so Nicholas Winton, for those who don't realise who he is, was actually a English diplomat and banker that during World War Two helped rescue 669 children from Czechoslovakia when it was under Nazi, Nazi, well, the Czech area, when it was under Nazi occupation and was surprised in a BBC special. Uh, yeah, he died at the age of 106 in 2015. And he's, a, he's got his biography available. Um, there was a BBC TV program. And yeah, he's in the TV special. He was sitting there not really knowing why. And then they started saying about what was happening and started talking about what he did, but without actually saying who he was. And then they had the lady that was sitting next to him, the children he rescued, and she was sitting there beside him. Yeah, she was almost bursting out of her skin 
with excitement and happiness of being able to give him a hug. And very humble man who has had a profound effect on people just by doing the right thing by uh, to other people. Yeah, his birthday is coming up, so I figured he's, uh, it's worthy of a shout out, hello, and a remembrance. Something he's, something positive to think about in the real. He's the unsung hero that. Well, he's not an unsung hero. He's like the, he's had a TV show made about him, like a, doc, like a little program. He's got his book. I just I love to see a movie made about him, showing what he went through. He's yeah, he's he's not as massive a thing as what um, Schindler was with Schindler's List, but 669 children in the, during the nine months before the war broke out in 1901. He 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 got them out. And they managed to get to England and be housed with families and live happy life. Uh, yeah. He he started a thing called the Kinder Transport. So I'm it, I'm blown away by it already. Like he has got a lot of honors named after him. Uh, he's got a lot of honors after him. The um member mm-hmm. of the yeah oh, he's a member of the Order of the British Empire. Yep. Um, he was knighted by the Queen, so he is Sir Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, there was a he received the pride of. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, he oh the um Czech. Check a high honors thing, yeah. He's also got the Pride of Britain award. He's got he was nominated, the Czech government nominated him 2000 Nobel Peace Prize. He should have, ah, uh, he would have liked it, but I, I'm guessing just that I, he wasn't doing it for that reason. Like, yeah, I'm looking looking on his website at the moment, and there's a photo here Memorial 107 Roses, 27 children with second and third gen. So yeah, he he died at 107. Uh, his daughter was actually the author of his biography. So yeah, that would have been a, a great time for him as a father daughter moment. But yeah, like I was looking at this and yeah, the stats between him and Schindler. Like Schindler was is the only Nazi buried on Mount Zion, and almost half the population, I think it is, of Israel is alive because of Schindler. This guy saved 661 children and before world before war broke out. So like yeah, even before the war started, he got in and tried to help these kids get out of trouble. A great great man worthy of a moment. And yeah, that's all we've got this week, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, on that note, um that's the show for today. You can visit us at, at that's not cat production old leave a comment there and buy some cool cool nerds and merchandise. Or you can follow us on our Nerds and Magic Facebook to like post. Thank you for listening. See you then. See you next time. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.